very, very few books as a percentage even get optioned for movies. And of those, maybe one in a hundred actually gets made into a movie. Stevens. I am the New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of that kick-ass Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers. This is the Taylor Stevens show and I'm here today with my good friend Steve Campbell and we are going to talk about something amazing. I have no idea what it is. So today Steve's going to take it away. Well, first let me thank you for throwing in the kick-ass. I've missed that the last <laughs> the last few weeks and I'm sure that many of our listeners have as well. Uh, this week I want to talk about Getting your book optioned by Hollywood, what does it actually mean? And as a little bit of a prelude to that, I, of course, am a demon at research. <laughs> so I uncovered this article in The Hollywood Reporter dated October 23rd, 2012. The headline is James Cameron to direct The Informationist. And it goes on and on and on. But the impression I get in reading this, if I had read this on October 23rd, 2012, was, wow, this movie is going to be out in like three weeks. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here it is, a uh, little over three years later, and there is, there's been no actual news other than a fabulous picture of you and James Cameron in uh, California a year or so ago. Yeah. So what does it really mean when your book is optioned by Hollywood? Okay. So I have to take that back a little bit, is that um, one of the frequent questions that authors get is, is your book going to be a movie? <laughs> and um, it's really frustrating to hear that as an author because – I guess people, readers, often just have this expectation that all books get made into movies or something, or getting made into a movie is sort of like the litmus test of whether a book is worth reading. I'm not really sure how that works. But very, very few books as a percentage even get optioned for movies. And of those, maybe one in a hundred actually gets made into a movie. And a, an option is sort of, in the most simplest terms I get, is when somebody says, I think I might want to buy that. So here's some money to make sure nobody else gets to buy it while I'm making up my mind of whether I want to buy it or not. And where most people would be familiar with the term option is in real estate. When you buy a house... I don't know what it's like all over the country or in other countries, but in the state of Texas, the standard real estate contracts have um, an option clause in it where you basically pay the seller, hundred. you make an offer, $100, $200, and that gives you the right to cancel the contract for any reason whatsoever within a certain number of days. But the money that you pay them is theirs to keep. It'll be applied to the sale price if you actually do buy the house. But if you change your mind and decide not to buy the house, well, then that money was theirs. Really? So basically... Uh, you're, you're not talking about an escrow payment. You're actually talking about something weird option. that you Texans do. 
mm-hmm. where you, you pay a certain amount of money for an option fee for the right to buy the house. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, and what that gives you a chance to do is get the house inspected, and it, it pulls it off the market for that period. Usually, it's I think it's about seven or 10 days or something like that. It gives you a chance to try and get your financing together because without that option clause in there, the only way that the contract can fall through is if, you know, you couldn't get the financing, or, and it's, it's just a lot more complicated. So the option takes out a lot of the, the, the legal complications where you could just put your hands up and say, I walk away, keep the money. And it, so it's, it's usually it's small. It's like 100 or $200 or something like that. I mean, I suppose if it's a really expensive house, the option fee would probably go up for that. I've never bought a really expensive house, so I don't know. So it's the same, the same concept applies with Hollywood. Very rarely a film contract will buy the movie outright. But mostly what film contracts are option, option contracts. And the reason for this is, to the best of my understanding, I'm not a film agent, I'm not a Hollywood insider, this is just how I've understood the process, is that often options are put out by production companies or individuals who want to... Uh, take the take this book on, but they don't have any talent attached to the project yet. So what this is doing is giving them a chance to shop it around to studios, to shop it around to actors and actresses and directors, try and shop it around to skip script writers and get a team pulled together. And then once they've sort of got funding and everything else, then they're going to go ahead and actually purchase the rights to the film. So as long as that option is in place, it's sort of like the the rights, the film rights to the story go into um, space sleep, <laughs> hibernation. Um, the book is not technically sold. The, the rights, the film rights are not technically sold, but nobody else can buy them either. And that's what an option is. And every um, contract, the option period is going to be defined. And it's going to say, it's for this many years, and there's going to probably be a renewal clause, whether when they get to the end, they can renew it or not, and if they are going to renew it, for how much, and if they do renew it, whether the money they paid gets applied to the total purchase price or not. So all those are little finigly details that are spelled out in this option contract. When a gets optioned for film, does it mean it's going to get made? No, absolutely not. But it's a lot more of a chance of it getting made into a movie than if it never got the option in the first place. And I will add one thing here, and I know way less about this than you do, but I I have a friend who's sort of in the movie business. And I asked this friend about this uh, because they had optioned a movie. And I said, I'd love to interview you on the author biz to talk about, uh, they optioned uh, a book. Um, I, I'd, I'd love to talk about this process and, you know, how much you pay, things like that. She says, oh, we don't pay anything. You know, we never pay for an option. So there are, I suspect, a lot of options out there. And, and we probably read about a lot of things where such and such was optioned where there was no payment. Yes. And there was... Before the informationist did finally get optioned, there was that type of a deal on the table as well, where there was no actual option fee attached to it. And it was because there was a very, very big name um, star 
who was interested in the the story and they wanted time to be trying and pull together all the other elements. And because having a star attached to it is one of the elements of pulling together a movie deal that a production company would be trying to find to begin with, that made it, and because of the the A-list factor and all of that, that made it where my film agent was willing to move forward on this, even with no money on the table because of the potential down the road for how much there could be, but it never came to fruition. That would have been an interesting uh, dilemma, wouldn't it? If it was on the table, then when somebody else came and said, hey, we'd like a shot at this, whether, it, you know, the, the terminology in that time period would, you know, would affect whether somebody else could buy the rights, you know, option the rights to it or not. Um, in my particular case, from before The Informationist was even published, I had multiple offers on it for film, and I turned them all down because I didn't feel to me that those who were um, making the proposals had the experience necessary to make the story the way the story should be made because I, I knew even then it wasn't going to be an easy movie to make. And the character, finding the characters, the, the actors to play these characters wasn't going to be an easy talent search either. And so my whole, my whole philosophy was kind of like, go big or go home. Like, <laughs> do it right or not at all. And it was really, really hard at the time because I needed that money so bad. I was so broke. I was so broke. And it wasn't even very much money that they were offering, but it was more than I could even possibly imagine at the time because I was so broke. <laughs> but I just felt like, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to sell it out. I'm going to hold on. I'm going to hold on because this is just not what I want to do with this. And that's sort of how it continued on through the years and then when this one when James Cameron's people approached it just like was it took me so by surprise I I just laughed. I was like this isn't happening. Um, and it still might not happen, you know, because it is a very long option period, multiple option periods, and he has to finish Avatar 2, 3, and 4 first. And who knows what could happen between then and then. So it's just, you know, it's one of those things where I'm so grateful for the opportunity. But in Hollywood, that movie isn't made and, the you know, it's not done until there's screen credits rolling somewhere on a silver screen <laughs> somewhere. All right. Let's talk about your Hollywood moment then when you had the chance to meet James Cameron. Um, well, I mean, it's what is there to say? It was a wonderful, wonderful conversation. It was very unexpected. I didn't know until the last minute that I would be meeting with him. I knew I would be meeting with somebody, but I didn't know it would be him. Um, it was fantastic to be able to sit there and talk shop about characters and locations. And um, I, I learned that he's a big fan of the series. He's read all of the books, as has John Landau, his production partner. Um, you know, they brought out books for me to autograph, which was just like so bizarre. I, I mean, even now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, wow, that really happened. That was kind of cool. Um, and I just... You know, people often ask me, well, who do you want to see play Vanessa Michael Monroe? And first off, I've got no say-so in that. Like, authors don't retain those rights 
at all to like when a, a film contract is like, and we own the characters in all known universes until the end of time. So <laughs> they can do whatever they want with them. I have no say so. I just, it's like, here's, here's your money, sign the contract, go away. So that they even wanted to talk to me and get my opinion on it. That's a really big deal. And um, James Cameron has never made a bad movie. He does strong female characters really well. I know that his vision for the character is right on par with mine. Whatever ends up happening, I'm just, you know, I trust him. And I know that whatever we get, if we even get something at all, it will have been done to the best of the ability with the situation as it was. And I'm just grateful for the opportunity. All right. Now let's get back to the Hollywood moment here because that, that all sounds good. And that's, that's very well put. But were you nervous? At first, yes. Okay. Very, very nervous. But, um, you know, growing up as I did of having to – I getting put into so many uncomfortable situations, you know, growing up on the streets begging. Um, you know, I've met important people mm -hmm. in my life before under the, you know, donation fundraising type experiences. My mind has a tendency to just shut down into this tunnel vision of focus of moment by moment by moment by moment where I just don't, I don't overthink it. It's just like I am in this second by second by second by second. So yes, I'm nervous, but I'm not thinking about how nervous I am. Okay. All right. I just wanted to get a little sense of that because you seem so cool and calm and collected as you're remembering the story, but it would be hard not to be a little bit nervous. It was a little bit nervous, but he's he's real low-key. He's real calm. John Landau's real low-key and real calm, and they made me comfortable. And it just, you know, the conversation just kind of took off, and, and that was that. And afterwards, I was riding a high for, I don't know, a few years. No. <laughs> <laughs> for a while. And then it just so happened, like, that night or the night after is the night that I won the award for the doll. So I was just kind of buzzed at that point. That was a good, uh, what was like a, four or five days, right? Yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good trip. That was for sure. Okay, so that's, that's our Hollywood week. That's our Hollywood show. And we probably are only going to get one Hollywood show a year or so. I can't imagine very many more than that. So this was kind of fun. I'm glad we did this. Yeah, um, <laughs> we can keep our fingers crossed that eventually it does get made into a movie and then we could do one more Hollywood oh, show. Oh, we could, we could do it from the premiere. You have that. to get me an invitation to the premiere and then we'll uh, do it from the premiere. Oh, Taylor now, now, you're, heads. Now, you're, now you're backing off. Well, no, I don't know that I'd want you at the premiere. <laughs> no, um, well, I, I see. No, I see no, no. the way I, you are. I, I know how this contract works. Contract specifically states that at the premiere, it's me plus one. And I'm like, um, <laughs> that might be tough. I don't know how to that break this tough. to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I understand. That is it for this week, but we need a call to action. It's on you. It's on me. Um, okay. This is fun stuff. These are some of the fun things that I actually talk about to my cool kids on my mailing list. So if you're not already a cool kid and you're not already getting email from me, you probably want to. You can find me at taylorstevensbooks.com and there's a connect with me button up there. It's a quick little web form. And these are the types of chit-chat, chit-chatty things that I email about, the fun stuff. And email is really how I prefer to stay in contact with people who want to stay in contact with me. So give me a check out and see if you like me and let's get hooked up. 
And I can tell you that the very first time I connected with you was by clicking reply on one of those messages. <laughs> and that worked out pretty good for you, didn't it, it Steve? It did. It did work <laughs> out. Now, I'm just this close. I don't know if you could see, but my fingers are really close together. I'm this close to knowing James Cameron. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll be with you next week, guys. Thanks a lot.